0: Hello, this is EP, and welcome to another episode of the EP Plug Me In podcast. Today, I have an interview with a good friend of mine, Cam. He goes by Pierre. He has some really dope music. It's going to be a really good interview. As well as I do want to remind everybody listening that I am offering services to create you an intro and outro for your podcast as well as edit your audio for your podcast or your social media audio. If you would like to work out a deal and you would like to use me as one of your resources, please find me on Instagram at at epthemime or themimesilence at gmail.com. Everything is below in the description of this episode. Let's get to work, and let's get doing some things That's what I'm trying to base my income off of Thank you so much for joining me For another episode of this podcast And as always Thank you so much for plugging in Hello, and welcome to the EP Plug Me In podcast. This is your host, EP, and today I have a special guest with me. Why don't you introduce yourself, tell everybody where you're from and what you do. Yeah,
1: I go by the name of Pierre. Um, I am an artist, a rapper of sorts, I guess. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't like to use that word, and we can get into that a little bit later. But I, I rap, I make music. Um, yeah, that, 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 that's what I do. Um, I've I've been known as other names in the past, so you may know me as Remedy, you may know me as Fly Richie, and if we're really close, <laughs> then you know me as Cam, so... <laughs>
0: exactly, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I got you on the podcast and that we get to uh, immerse you in the experience. I'm, I'm I'm happy that we're getting a chance to do this, because uh, as you know, I love your music very much, and I think of you as a very talented individual, so I'm glad that we, we get to have you here, but okay. I, obviously... Right from the back, you sound like somebody different than I've had on here before. You know what I mean? Obviously, you know, like you're cultured differently, <laughs> you know, like uh, without getting into like origin story of some sort, like how, how how do you feel being like at your age now, having had like experiences of being in the U.S. as a musician? How, how can you cap off your experience so far?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I you know, just thinking about it now, I've almost been in the States for as long as I was in England right oh, wow. I left England when I was when I was 16 um, and I'm I think I'm coming up on maybe 14 years here so like I'm I'm almost at that that 5050 mark and wow. <laughs> yeah it's pretty crazy. <laughs> pretty crazy.
0: Yeah no because that's too uh, that's a uh, like full circle stuff yeah that's, so. it's like
1: two whole two whole lifetimes almost in two different places you know um and so i i say that to say that um i definitely don't feel like i'm 100 percent american right and i also don't feel like i'm 100 percent british anymore like i'm uh i'm a fucking hybrid right if i was to go back <laughs> and yeah. try and live in england now there are are things that I would have to readjust to because I've lived here for so long. Um, And so as as an artist now, um, my influences are pulling from here just as much as they're pulling from back home. Um, Whereas in the beginning, my influences were mainly pulling from shit. From England, you know, because that—that's what I knew.
0: Man, and and then of all places, you end up in Northern California, right? And, and
1: Tr- Tracy at Tracy that. Tracy at that.
0: <laughs> Mo- most of your experiences in in Stockton, though, correct?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most, uh, most, most of my time was in Stockton. I think I only spent like a a year in Tracy, maybe a year and a half. But like then, five, six years in Stockton. Yeah
0: well you know it's funny because the, the the last episode with uh antoine he's from stockton too and so he was talking about how much uh you know stockton gets a bad rap you know it's known for for the the diaz brothers from the ufc oh, yep. you know it's known for like stockton slap yeah the stockton slap <laughs> like like crime and it's also known for like you know gang activity but like what do you think stockton has taught you has the area kind of Impacted you in the way that the reputation has sold itself to you throughout the time.
1: I loved Stockton man um, I think that the community in Stockton, especially the the artist community in Stockton was special and I, I, I Don't think that I would be Where I am musically today if it wasn't for that experience living in Stockton um, there were so many creative spaces um, for artists that allowed me to be around a whole bunch of different creatives and really soak up things like a sponge, right? Um, people from all different walks of life, from all different cultural backgrounds, um, and, and add my, my story to that as well. Um, and so, yeah, I, I owe a lot to Stockton, and you know people can talk all the shit that they want, but I, I loved it there. And if it wasn't for the fact that I was moving for school, um, I probably would have stayed there to be honest like I I didn't have a problem with Stockton at all it wasn't until I moved to San Jose that my fucking place got broken into that shit never happened in Stockton but I moved to San Jose yeah. and I, <laughs> my house gets broken into so do with that what you will
0: <laughs> yeah no and n- it did you feel any now I guess we're talking about Rap now, not music. You know, we're talking about being a creative. Did you feel any pressure to perform a little bit better because you weren't from here?
1: Pressure, I guess so, yeah. Because I, I, I think that, as a, at least in the, the hip hop realm, um, people do not take a British rapper as serious, and it, that's starting to change. But like back then, I think that around here was a lot less exposed to hearing artists from England. And if they did, they were kind of speaking with an American accent. So you wouldn't even know that they were from interesting. You know, but like now actually hearing British singers singing in a British voice or British rappers um, are climbing into the American charts and people are knowing, I think it's more acceptable now than it was, but um, yeah for sure for sure I felt like I I had to go hard and there were certain things that I had to do you know it was a it was definitely a growing process because you know in England I was primarily doing grime music which is completely different than hip-hop and you know that right. transition is not easy you know like you can still ride a beat but grime is a lot more aggressive you um, than than writing for hip-hop is and so it's 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 just different and so if you listen to like old old tracks like shit I'm talking old like shit that I was making um with like Phil and and even certain tracks that I made with Tino back in the day um I sound completely different than I do now right I could still rap right but in terms of making like a sonically pleasing sound i i didn't have that down because grime is not not about that really
0: yeah that's interesting you know that's uh kind of like the funny thing about you know the british invasion when they call that like the beatles (laughs) and you know like when that happened but there's also like that in wrestling like there was a time where like, with, like like WWE type stuff, WWF back in the day, like there was a time where that was starting to be a big thing and now with like UFC, there's like a lot of the British fighters and like English fighters from, from the UK and then now it's Russia with like Khabib and all them and it's just interesting how you see it coming from sports and music because now, because of Drake, mm-hmm. Drake usually takes a, a part of a, like before this, he was doing like a Patois accent <laughs> and then now it's more like, now he's doing like more the drill and then kind of grime right. stuff because he 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 says tings and like mandem, you right. know what I mean. Like he like brings stuff of that stuff in, and so it's, there's no direct connection to him though. But that those styles when they when they actually kind of make their way over mm-hmm. here, I I think the traditional hip hop listener is kind of like hearing like grime and thinking, oh wow, that kind of sounds like a faster version of like trap, right. but it's a little more eclectic. It's a, it's eclectic right. though, so it's like it's just funny to see how like maybe something that you might have not gotten the 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 respect for when you first showed up is now something now that Paul people Pitt. are kind of like, looking exactly. for. Yeah, now it's the thing. It's like, you know, jeans back then, now jeans right. now. It's it's just an outfit though. So with, with you being from I guess you could say you're an honorary American now cuz you it's kind of like a like a wife of the state you know after 10 years of living with somebody you're not married to they become your legal wife
1: and on top of that i just passed my citizenship test as well like two weeks ago
2: so yeah so you're actually a (laughs) citizen now congratulations i'm actually a citizen
0: congratulations so you, you you've kind of transitioned completely over with all that so now going from like the stuff that you did in in the younger days you also had like a really good time where you were doing a lot of shows and you even got to mm-hmm. open up for like a, a couple big acts, you know? And so, like, can you explain, like, what do you think worked for you in that time? And like, what's what's like a notable story from that time? Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, around that time, I was consistently working on music. Um, my life really revolved around work and then come home and do music. and (laughs) and kind of like party in between but i mean we were having like studio lock-in sessions um i was part of a group called working class royalty Um, shout out to abby james yep with with abby james and that guy um when i think of people that were kind of instrumental in making me who i am today as an artist but also as a person he's probably top three if not the number one um he definitely saw a vision in, in me. He saw something in me and would n- not allow me to be complacent. He's like, you're good. <laughs> he, he would tell me like, you've got it. Like you, you just need to push, like you need to make sure that you're writing. You need to make sure that you're working on music. And he would make sure that I was doing that shit. And so um, I was like co- constantly um, working on my craft, constantly working on music. Um, him and a producer by the name of Cricket Boy, um, yep, shout out to him too. Shout out to Cricket Boy. They they both um, separately um, put me on hip hop crash courses um, of <laughs> shit that I needed to listen to. And you know, I I, I didn't grow up listening to to hip hop music per se, and so there was a lot of shit that I was just unfamiliar with. Um, they sat me down, made me listen to all of that. And you know, as I'm as I'm building, um, we're starting to build quite a name in Stockton as, as the collective. Abby James was performing a lot already. Um, so then we started doing shows together, doing shows in Stockton, um, traveling to do shows. And yeah, we, we ended up getting an opportunity to um, open for my favorite rapper at the time and probably my favorite rapper now um, honestly, um, who is, uh, which is Absol, um, yeah. and Absol is, if, if you don't know, is part of TDE, which is Kendrick Lamar's old crew. I think he left them now, but, um, Kendrick Lamar's old label, um, and that was like a, a dream come true because Absol was my, um, as far as hip hop, he was probably one of my biggest in, in uh, influences at that time that, that whole crew really, but specifically him, um, and so getting to open for the guy that like damn near fucking molded <laughs> your entire style was huge for me. Um, but we, we did a couple other shows, um, as well. We also opened for currency. Um, nice. We got the opportunity to open for common. Um, I, I can't remember if I did the common show. I know that, I know that cam, uh, Abby James for sure did it, but I don't remember if I did that show, but we, we just started getting a lot of opportunities put in front of us. Um, which which was cool you know what i mean i i think what that allowed me to do is work on performing in front of large crowds right like it's, it's one thing performing in front of homies in in at a small show and i'll never take away from that that's a fucking dope experience as well but it's a totally different experience performing in front of hundreds of people who literally don't know any of your music don't know who the fuck you are the the stakes are a lot higher right like you they're not there to rock with you they're there to rock with the the whoever the main act is and so you have to do a lot um but it was a crazy experience and i i yeah i'll forever remember um those shows now
0: that we're there at that point we're going to go into uh the first snippet uh this is going to be happy place Cool.
2: spot I pay attention to the details. Don't play for pussy, I have never been every time she sell. I ain't trying to hear it like a seashell. Also by me well. roll with that green gal, call to that wheat smell. My mom knows I don't need help. I'll show you inside. This house is mine, but not you be
0: my neighbor? So take me through it. So if, if, if you were to explain to someone that was going to go through the same thing, open up for Absol. How did it feel? Explain, explain the five minutes that you're leading up to go on. What is, what are the notable reactions you saw in the crowd from people's faces? And, and did you, did you do good? Did you, did you, did, did you get through your set well? And then
1: what, what did you, what did you notice? Um. Yeah. So I, I've always been someone that suffers a lot from nerves, right? Like I, I get very nervous before, um, but when I walk out onto the stage, and I start, I become a different person, bro. Like I, I am able to like embody a person who does this for a living, right? That that, that the person that you see on TV that you think, oh, they don't get nervous, they they fucking are, are great at this, like, they're born to, like, I, I embody that person, I don't know how that I'm able to just switch off the nerves, but it's it's kind of part of my thing, that the moment I walk out, I'm no longer scared, nervous Cameron, but I become the performer, right, the, the, the I become yeah. Pierre, I become Remedy back then, um, and so, walking out into the crowd, f- first thing, Which I I knew was going to happen because this has happened in the past. People thought I was Absol. Um, uh, And back then I used to get that a lot. And so um, I hear people saying like, it's Absol, it's Absol. And then you hear,
2: that's not Absol.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that was pretty funny. Um, And I, I, I... Wish I could remember what I said, but, you know, I, I came out and addressed the audience like right away. I think we said who we were and yeah, we were, we were able to get off all of our tracks. I think that me and Cameron might have done one, one uh like separate solo track each and then a track together um, is I, th- I think how we ran it. Um, and I, I can't remember if it was the Absol show or the Currency show where I actually had someone like bring out a big ass British flag as well,
2: <laughs> <laughs> like a huge <laughs> British flag
1: onto stage. I, I think it was the Absol show, but I'm not positive. That's perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So again, like just trying, you know, I I I go to a lot of shows, and I've always gone to a lot of shows, and I'm always like watching. Like what these people are doing, like what makes the, the experience that they are providing, it's not just the music, there's something that they are doing and so I, I try to bring an element of that to any performance that I do, whether that's at a fucking open mic or it's like an actual show, right? Like I want it to be an experience, I want people to remember this performance um and yeah yeah so back to the Absol show though anyway yeah i think we got everything off just fine it was kind of like my first (laughs) kind of like rock star experience i guess because like people were like trying to like grab up my jeans and shit it was it was weird but it was like fun (laughs) like people were like like reaching out trying to get high fives and shit like that and i'd never really had that before you know like i'm just fucking (laughs) little guy living in stockton but that experience like showed me what that life can be like and it, and it was fun and and i think that you know that propelled me for, forward even further to keep wanting to do this that kind of like certified like yes like i want to do this i can do this um and you know those experiences like that keep that drive yeah, going
0: you know your experience doing that is not very common you know it most people Especially from this area, I don't think they find it easy to get into a situation like that. So there's so many things in that that story that I think that was working in your favor that really had nothing to do with you, right? Like 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 well, you you, but not in your actions. <laughs> like the fact that you maybe looked a little like Absol silhouette, like maybe maybe helped with you getting the show. Right. And uh, and then obviously if they heard your music, they're like he's good. It's gonna they're gonna like him if they just listen. Like, so it's really cool to see that, that like, yeah, you're right. It, it almost is like a rock star moment where you get to see a little taste like this can work, you know, if it, okay, if I can get this the way I want it, I'm all right with this. Now let me just be back in their shoes, turn around and look at the stage and learn how to be better the next time I get up here. Right. So you can capitalize. So if, if we can just kind of travel back a bit to happy place, uh, the snippet that we played. So happy place, came from the project you had it says uh, April 17th 2020 so the year of the world went to hell in a handbasket you dropped this great <laughs> album and that's not the first track on there I believe it's uh it's the third to the last track but um you went through all this process you, you took this like album super seriously like you take all your your project seriously and we'll, we'll get to the seriousness as we get to uh, each track but with that one, um you're meticulous with your process and like the perfectionism is really real with you can you take me through a little bit of like that song what do you meant by happy place because i believe it has a little bit to do with like your love of shows and like being in that kind of that that finding that that area where you can live as yourself right yeah yeah exactly um i mean the
1: the whole concept of of the album vertigo right is is that at the time that i was writing this album my life was at an imbalance right i i, I couldn't seem to find balance in my life um between the things that i like to do between relationships between work between my own mental state like it it was very hard for me to just find balance and be at peace um and so the album vertigo is about that experience and the it starts at at a very dark place but gradually progresses to a (laughs) for lack of a better word happier place right yeah and happy happy place kind of starts to mark that point where the album starts changing a little bit right um it's a short album it's only what seven eight tracks but happy place is kind of in that midway point um where i'm starting to come out of um of that state of mind and take myself you know happy place is that place that you take yourself to in your mind when whenever you're feeling down whenever you're feeling depressed whenever you're feeling anxious um you close your eyes and you're able to visualize certain things um that are able to to help regulate you and happy place is kind of starting to talk about some of the things that make me happy in my life right whether it's being with a girl whether it's um watching anime whether it's smoking weed like like pl- things i even talk about my family like uh, in the beginning like to being um uh having sunday dinner at my grandma's house like that's something that we did religiously every single sunday when i was younger right that is a happy time in my life that if i'm feeling down about stuff i can take myself back to my grandma's kitchen i can I can smell the the curry chicken cooking in the oven. I can smell the roast potatoes. I can I can taste the Yorkshire puddings. I can hear my grandma's voice and the kids laughing in the background. Right, these are these are things. This is like a almost a physical place that I can take myself in, but it's inside my head. Um, yes, and so that's what that song is about.
0: Yeah, no, I love the placement of it, and uh, the re- I think the, one of the reasons why uh, we're not going in order on the episode is because they uh the what i love about the album is i noticed it the first time because the first track is called vertigo and the last is called gonna be a good day you know so it's like there's even like where where like every name on the album is kind of like alluding to the direction that it's going right you know what i mean that's what i like about it so and everyone out there listening check out that album vertigo uh, that's where most of these tracks are coming from so I really love the the idea that you have with um being able to make a memory like tangible with with uh, with like music I think that people are really focused on telling you how I felt but most songs that kind of have like a lasting impact like especially with an album placement like this it kind of like shows you um it really is trying to put you in the shoes and like give you an experience with it because the kids in the background the, the the different like additives of the vocal samples they kind of like show you yeah this is a happy place but there's so much chaos still going around right. <laughs> you know exactly and, <laughs> yeah but it's just like okay mainly when i first heard it i kind of thought of you I like dealing with like Family stuff because you do say there's like a contrast with your lines where you say uh, Sunday's at my grandma's house but I barely call my grandma now, right? So like so it's like you're like oh my god happy memory but damn then another memory I had I remember I'm not calling her right. like right? right and then it's like okay happy place <laughs> you know right. I'm 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 gonna pop <laughs> something and I'm gonna go to a rave you know what I mean right. like that's what I felt like because I think like uh, people like my brother who are in the same world they can relate with that where it's like. A, most of the time, you're searching for the happy place.
1: Exactly, 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 and 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 it. It's funny you say that, right? So that that line, um, sunny dinners at my grandma's house. Sad to say, these days I rarely see my grandma now. Right, and that's see just, my grandma now, and that's just because living here. Um, but at the end, right? So the the song at the end that, in the song, sorry, there's a Barney sample, right? There's a Barney sample in the song um at the end i chose to place another barney sample like add the sample in um and i'm gonna explain a little bit just so you can kind of yeah hear how my fucking crazy mind works right (laughs) so at the end i asked the the (laughs) i asked the engineer shout danny g for putting up with my bullshit (laughs) <laughs> but I, I asked him, I'm like, hey, you know that song like, I love you, you, I want us to put that at the end. um Because, you know, if we think we think of Barney and we think of that song, it takes us to a happier time in our life when we were a child um, watching Barney, things like that. But the thing is, is that although I'm trying to take myself to a happy place, things are not always as happy as they seem on the surface, right? And so what, what I told Danny is I envision um, playing the I love you, you love me, and there's a picture of my family, right, as that song is playing. There's a picture of all of my family sat around my grandma's table, and then that picture gets set alight and gradually starts burning um, until all the faces start disappearing and then the whole picture is burnt to a crisp. Um, and the reason why I envision that is because, I mean, my family's got a little bit better now, but at, at the time writing this song, my family was in a fucked up place in terms of everybody beefing with each other, right? So this once happy picture of everybody at my grandma's house on a Sunday has turned really nasty and, and, and kind of like, yeah it's just turned really nasty and so i wanted to embody that sonically by trying to somehow create the 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 image of that that picture burning but um but via audio and so if you notice that we slow uh, as the i love you you love me is playing we're gradually slowing that down until it sounds kind of creepy and weird. And, and, and that's really what I wanted. I wanted it to sound creepy. I wanted it to be unsettling. I wanted you to go from being like happy. I love you to now. Like I, I, this doesn't feel good. Right. Because that's how I feel like this shit doesn't feel good. You know,
0: It's interesting that, that you say that the, uh, the family beefing thing, like, music is a tool to be therapeutic with things like that but it also is kind of one of the reasons that you you wouldn't necessarily be involved in all that beef you know because if something affects you profoundly you got to write about it and sometimes when as a writer i feel when uh we take the pen to those situations they they almost get magnified because we're so so focused on like You know, I'm not just going to focus on surface level. This is how it's really bothering me. Right. You know, so it's good that we go there to do that. We create these really cool tracks and it's like, man, but you know, some people, some person is going to go through that and need that song to get them out of it. And it's like, man, but you, we still got to go through it to create the product. You know, it's a, it's a really uh, poignant give and take with being a songwriter Mm -hmm. and kind of giving yourself to the craft because you know, you, you, you meet people who, who kind of surface, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, if they were to, like a happy place, they're going to be they're going to make it sound happy. They're not right. really going to think about the contrast or go in depth with like really what fake happy, real happy. Right. You know, you know, like with that, you kind of have to let everything that's bothering you bother you. Right. And so you kind of don't get over it till the song's over until the song's over yeah and that that's the
1: therapy right is in fact that the the, and you know the kind of graduation from therapy is putting out the album to the world right so you're going through therapy writing recording fucking re-recording fucking listening to it changing things like that's the therapy and then your kind of graduation out of it is then putting out that album and being able to have a sigh of relief like it's out there. It's gone. I'm, I've, I've, um, I've like vacated this from me now. Like it's, it's gone.
0: It, um, it's a good departure though. Cause the, uh, the project does end well, but we'll, we'll get to that track. Cause uh, that's it. It's all kind of like expansive and like, cause I know you're in a different spot it's a, now. It's a
1: moment in time, man. It's definitely a moment in time. I could never recreate this album if I tried, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm
0: a totally different place and that's a moment in time. And so yeah. how how long do you think you took on it? What was the whole process like beginning to end? Like not like a like like how many hours, how many like was it years, was it months like? Fuck, it's years, 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 years. Um I
1: re-recorded certain tracks several times at different studios. Things would get lost. <laughs> yeah. Um you know. <laughs> so like certain like bigger tracks or older tracks like don't Trip, uh, like, uh, um, let me think, definitely Don't Trip was recorded a, a, a few times, uh, I think Out of This World was also recorded a few times, so I think the writing process didn't take very long, right? I was sitting on a lot of these songs for a long time um, before finally, like, deciding, like, okay, fuck it, it's time. Um, and I ended up linking with uh, a studio out of Fremont called Whiskey Dicks. Um, <laughs> and um, I started with an engineer, Corey, there. And then Corey took a bit of a back seat. And uh, Danny G kind of took over as the main engineer there. And a bit of a full circle moment because Danny G was also born and raised in Tracy. Um, yeah, which is just wild full circle and he's the one that ended up recording the whole album um is he on the album he is on the album yeah he's
0: on the title track he, correct? he's on the title track yeah let's get into that right now this is the title track of vertigo i, wonder
2: why I can't seem to free my mind so i don't sleep when it's night time Breaking apart the rules picking a path to choose thinking i can't just lose i'm spinning i don't know what to do Questioning my purpose, challenging my self-worth Contained in a place within my life where I feel shelter You say I'm great, but how true is that? I'm trying to make music, but still stay true to rap I'm trying to be legendary, but still stay true to camp Because that's who I was before any of you motherfuckers ever gave a damn Here I stand with a beer in hand Close to the edge, ready to jump and not know where I'll land Damn, they say you got a dream big and I hear that But the top is so high that high and you feel like you gotta come down where securities make you more comfortable when you're on the ground
1: um during those recording sessions um we would as as well as recording my music um he would also play me his music and we would play other people's music right it was a uh de- definite learning experience for both of us where we would put each other on on music um, and yeah, and I, I heard his voice on a few tracks and I didn't have a hook for the title track I, and I, I didn't know which way I wanted to, it to go. and But I had these dope verses, like th- those verses on the title track are some of the fav- my favorite most insightful verses I've ever written in my life. Um, but I just didn't have a good hook to like capture the, the essence of that song. Um, and so i asked him like hey like you, you want to try being on the the hook he's like yeah i can try something let me let me fuck with it a little bit and he um yeah i'm pretty sure he wrote it that same day and then just went in the booth and did it straight away like it probably took him like less than 20 minutes he's fucking insane bro it, it's
0: cool <laughs> how you, you meet people like that though throughout the process of it you know do they they kind of just just ruminating around and eventually they come in and just pop it out you know <laughs> right the
1: the other engineer corey is actually on out of this world
0: <laughs> oh really that's him,
1: that's him singing on out of this world in the but doing the backing vocals yeah oh, wow wow hey. so both of them made it on the album <laughs>
0: yeah you know it, it just recently with actually the uh i did three interviews and uh the other two with with were with uh instrumentalists and uh, mm-hmm. it's actually you, you see the really big contrast when you interview vocalists and instrumentalists. It's really different. But what, what, what we talked about more was kind of like that. It, um, I was even thinking about even going towards my own album with like other musicians coming in and adding and, and other people kind of just building off of it and then not just being my own voice. Kind of like maybe l- 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 like Vertigo, because you never know who could bump up the track take it to that next level yeah, yeah. Th- that's the depth to it and that's uh what did he say he said you know you, he was talking in terms of how he gets creative inspiration and he said i can't sit in a room alone for hours and get something done i need to jam and because that's how he learned while while jamming and i thought i don't do that you know, I can do it like in a cipher, like if we're like doing like a session. But man, when we're when we're doing music and music, I I'm more focused on trying to like get the track done, not necessarily like hey, let's jam with this. But like hearing stories like that and hearing what they said, I'm I definitely want to spend some time in that because it yeah. seems to be working yeah, out. Yeah,
1: definitely. And it's it's just so crazy because then that song has a story to it. You know, like <laughs> dude, like this guy was never even meant to be on this, and you know, I on either of those tracks, and it. It it just so happened that it, it worked out right, like right place, right time, right people, and and all of a sudden now we've made a piece of history together, right? Like that album is gonna be on Spotify for, for and whatever forever, right? It's it's there, and so um, and all of that to just come out of a random occurrence, I think, is like special.
0: When 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 you think about the process and you think about recording your vocals and um being in the studio where what would you say your style is like your approach are you do you try to keep a good pace do you like knocking out your stuff in one verse do you like going over things multiple times like what 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 kind of mad chemistry do you think you got going on when you're in the booth or in the process
1: yeah so I like to go fully prepared so um, by the time I'm bringing a song into the studio I've like practiced it a thousand times already <laughs> um i i don't like to figure it out once i get there like i i like to have it all figured out already um i don't like to uh what do you call it like jump in you know how, how sometimes you'll be like midway through a verse oh punch yeah. in is the term mm-hmm. so i don't like to punch in i like to knock out a whole verse in one um in one take and if i if i can't do that um uh, like, let's say that I, I fuck up midway through my verse, take it from the top, let's go again. Um, once the verse is then recorded, um, I'll then listen to it back. Um, and if I don't like something, like even the slightest, uh, just the slightest uh, change in, in the intonation of my voice, or if I don't like how I said a certain word, or I don't like the way that the flow is like maybe half a bar off or or just anything i'm like scrap the whole thing let's go again (laughs) um and so i i think and you you can probably ask tino about this like it it can be hard to work with me because to other people they're saying that that's a perfect take but to me i'm like it doesn't sound perfect to me you know like i i i i need it to to sound what i i what I would consider perfect because otherwise my brain is going to latch onto that one part of the song every single time that I listen to it and I won't be able to let it go. I won't be able to let it go. So, um, so yeah, so that, that's kind of how I lay down um, the, the first layer, I would say, of the vocals. Um, I usually then go back um, and kind of do some ad-libs, uh, maybe some like dubs where I'll like double up on certain words. Um, and then that third track is for kind of more of the random ad-libs. I don't do a lot of random ad-libs. It depends on the song. Um, I like to keep things, I guess, as, as bare bones as possible. Um, sometimes less is more. But then, again, it, it just depends on the track, right? Because there are some tracks where I will do um, some extra shit in the background. It just, it just depends. It depends.
0: Okay. Are, are you going to keep that mentality going forward do you think that that mentality uh pays off for you do do you do you feel like that is kind of like just your controlled insanity
1: yeah 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 definitely i i think um i think it it produces a sound that i'm happy with so um if there's anything that i would like to change um a couple things i guess um more to do with the writing process i think Was it you that told me about the J. Cole interview Um, or did I just watch the J. Cole interview? I don't remember, but J. Cole said something about when you're writing, um, don't get yourself so caught up on the first line um, and then not move forward. Right, If you have a first line and you're unhappy with it, um, keep going because it's just the first line, right? Um, You could always go back and change the first line or um, the first line may not be that bad in context of the rest of the verse, but don't allow yourself to get caught on the first line. Um, And I do that a lot. I do (laughs) that a lot. If I can't come out swinging, I'm like, nope. And then literally I won't write shit, right? Um, And so that I would like to change. And then in terms of like being in the studio, I think I I wanna be able to explain myself better i think it (laughs) would make the world of of a difference to the engineer (laughs) if i'm able to actually say what i want instead of trying to explain the fucking mess that's in my head um without really having the words to to explain that um would probably get shit done a lot quicker
0: (laughs) yeah we should try recording together i I think i could help you out i I think it kind of comes down to the uh, uh, engineer you know it that's what I've noticed um, recording so many different rappers throughout the years. I've I've worked with the same type of people. I myself am like that as well. So I uh, but you see, I think it also comes down to Um, to be completely honest, is if the person who's in the chair, the audio engineer, can vocally match the person that's also doing that right you know what i mean like like if my voice can sing as good as your voice we can rap at the same rhythm and we can do the same thing then i think it also helps tell you like get you to tell me what you want whereas like the the engineers you have on there your your voices don't match up at all with Mm -hmm. with in terms of like you know the 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 like the temperature of your voice and tone and all that stuff, it just matches up for the beat selection that you chose. But I think that like right. for, for audio engineers, like you kind of, I think knowing knowing your own voice helps the other person. Because cause instead of like telling you, you could do it. And then I could do right. it. And I could be like, oh, I get right. what you're trying to do. You get what I'm saying? But yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, that, that's just what I've noticed because, man, um, shout out to Andy as well, who um mixes my stuff mitch's stuff and uh, tino's stuff and a lot of other people's because having somebody outside of the room also works well who can do most of that mixing but like i know it really matters if the engineer physically with you can uh mm-hmm. can also perform just as good as you or maybe a tiny bit better on the vocal side just right. just to help you know so yeah you also want yeah, to grow in that side too, right? The vocals. I remember we talked about
1: that recently. Yeah, definitely. And I I've, I've been I've been experimenting from with some di- different
0: sounds, so I'm excited. Right. Oh, yeah, let's go into one of those. Let's get, put a snippet of the track Vex. Okay.
2: fool. me see what you look look nice. But too many men prepped so me can't be surprised. She put the wool over my eyes. I was in deep. The way she winded away sent me weak. No floaties on in the deep end, but she was just mad for the weekend. Now I'm vexed. Life got me so vex. Like miss vex. that girl I mess, she went up my friend and climbed on my bed. Dread, and then she talked about sex. in
0: Explain that song. That's that's a way different from the album. The, the um. The, cons- the, the concept of the, the album that you had. So that is more like, a, it's more like, like an island fill. It's a little track, more yeah. like melodic. Yeah. Yeah. Go that's ahead a, and go through that
1: sharp departure from the album. Um, <laughs> yes. So that that song came about. Um, I went to a show in San Jose some years back um, at a venue called The Blue Chip. Um, some people that I know were putting it on. I think that somebody that I know was also DJing, but we decided to go and they had bought a, a DJ from, I want to say Miami or, or maybe New York, um, who is going to be spinning, um, kind of like a Dembo slash like reggaeton set. And, um, if you know me, like I listen to like a lot of Dembo and reggaeton music, it's like my shit. Um, and so I went. He was fucking amazing. Um, shout out Ra- Radical One. <laughs> um, but that night, um, I kind of took down his Instagram and everything. And I'm like, yeah, I want to follow this dude because I, I I, like his shit. I was like pulling out my phone and shazamming like damn near every song he was playing. Um, and so fast forward um, to a few years later, just last year. Uh, was it last year or the beginning of this year? I think last year. I saw a um, post that he was going to be putting out a, what we call a rhythm. Um, So what happens in Jamaica or in in the islands in general, a producer will put out a rhythm, um, something called a rhythm. Um, So let's say I'm going to call it the the, um, love lost rhythm or something like that, right? And they'll send that out to a plethora of different artists and then each artist will do their own track over the Love Lost rhythm, right? So you'll have Vibes Cartel, Beanie Man, like all these different artists doing their own version on the same track. And then what will end up happening is that that producer will then create an album called The Love Lost Rhythm. And it has all those tracks on it. Right. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yes. And, and they'll, they'll kind of um, sell it as a, as, a, um, as a complete project like that. So Radical One said that he was going to be doing um, something similar. He had a couple of rhythms that he wanted to put out, and he was looking for artists. And, you know, like I have I grew up listening to reggae and dancehall music, right? Like earlier I said that I, I didn't grow up listening to hip-hop, um, and it's because I was listening to a lot of reggae, a lot of dancehall, a lot of soca, calypso, like island music. That's where my family's from. Um, and so... I'd always wanted to include elements of that into my music. And when I heard this, I was like, oh, I, I think I can do a thing over this. And so um, I tried it. I I, I told him I'd be interested. He sent me the beat. I did it. I sent it to him. He said that he fucks with it. And yeah, he put it out on, on the tape. And he released um, that that album as a project with everybody's different songs. I think there were like seven songs that ended up making it into the... The project and um, yeah it was dope because I am now on this project with Radical One who's from I want to say I know that he's I think he's Dominican but I think he lives in Miami or New York Um, and then um, Dupes did it who is Saint Lucian, which is where my family's from, Saint Lucia. But I think he stays in on the east coast somewhere. Um, and then on the album, you have people from Brazil, people from Mexico, people from the Dominican Republic, people from Puerto Rico, and and then you have me, you know. And it's it's yeah. just crazy to be part of such a diverse lineup of of artists. Um, and it again, it's it's another thing that I can kind of check off my bucket list. That's also um, uh contributing towards me as being an artist as well it's another thing that i can kind of say that i did you know yeah
0: and that that album is called uh bay bay rhythm r-i-d-d-i-m bay bay and it's radical one and that is on spotify right now came out 2021 it's not old go check it out um that's awesome though man you 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 know it it's it's sounding like you've made a lot of good choices you know, I mean a lot of times I think we, we judge it by the result in the end we hope to get. But like if you really, really look at it, um you can kinda you can kinda see the growth of, of a situation by by like how many I guess stops you'd really didn't expect. Like you didn't expect to to do stuff for Absol, you didn't expect the currency, you didn't expect this so it's, your story is having the unexpected like um r- really good things happening to you like blessings like little stops off of hey you're doing good here's a little piece of candy you, you know what i mean keep right. going keep going <laughs> this is this is for you you know right and the the best
1: thing about that that last song vex is that you know like i was able to message my grandma who currently lives in Saint Lucia has lived there for a very long time she's from there and tell her to turn on the radio and she can hear my song they were playing that in saint lucia on the island over the radio and which is is big in and of itself but the fact that i got to tell my grandma right like hey like go on the radio and listen that was such a dope feeling for me man um that yeah it's not a waste man
0: You've you've been doing you've been doing what you're supposed to do you know, obviously now, if we could get more on a personal note, you do really good work, though, on the outside, right? Like you work with you work with children. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I work with children, um, mainly um, children with autism. I don't want to say just children because um, I do work with um, some young adults as well as as old as like 18, 19. Um, so I work with individuals with autism um, and I've been doing that since I was 18 and I'm 30 One now, (laughs) yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's very rewarding work.
0: Once again, good decision. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. I mean, you know, well, what do you think are some common things that you saw throughout your your career so far of, you know, those textbook bad decisions musicians make. You know, like not putting content out, maybe or like um like uh, not keeping a job you know stuff like that or like not saving like have, have you seen enough of those examples to keep you like doing I guess the right things
1: um yes and no so I'll say yes I've seen a lot of examples but I say no because I'm no <laughs> I'm like not in the best place to talk right like yes I, I've made some core cool decisions um but like you said like a lot of it Hasn't even been down to me. I've been very fortunate to just kind of be in the right place at the right time sometimes. Um, I do think that sitting on music for too long um, is at the detriment to the artist. I don't think that you should sit on music for very long. Um, I do believe that there are some benefits that come from it, right? Sitting on Vertigo ended up creating a super polished project. But also, if everybody sits on music for that long, you'll never put shit out, you know? And um, there has to be some kind of balance between putting out quality music, but also just putting out music. Like, you need to put shit out and you need to keep yourself relevant, at least when you're first getting started. You can't expect to just put out a project and then dip for, like, three years. Or f- <laughs> Like, you're not Frank Ocean. People are not going to fucking hang around for you you know and so um so yeah just 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 putting shit out and you know you and I had a conversation where I was telling you that I hadn't worked on videos and shit like that because I was trying to make sure that the quality was perfect and get all of this shit first to make sure that when I did start doing it but you know the thing is is that when is that when are things gonna be perfect when am i gonna have everything that i could possibly need and during that interim time i'm not putting shit out like nobody's seeing my face i'm not doing anything and so that conversation really helped me because then i i immediately started recording shit you know and started putting out tiktok videos um so yeah, I would encourage artists to just just put stuff out, man. Like it's it's good practice to, to record, to put things out, to practice your social media marketing, to practice um to practice performing these songs, to practice putting your music in front of people and, and receiving feedback, whether that's good or bad. Like it's, it it's good. You know, All it's of it is good.
0: After that conversation, I actually got a little bit more real about what I wanted to do and you know like I, I think that if you're focusing on any type of content, you just gotta do it. Most of the the uh, conversations that I have is is mostly people not being comfortable with the setup. It has it has nothing to do with what they're actually putting out. Like most of the time, they have really good ideas for content that they that they should put out, but they're just not comfortable with the setup with the oh but I don't got a green screen oh but like oh but like I need a new shirt but oh but right you know they're all oh, there's that can in the background I didn't want them to see now I have to redo it right. you know right you get to say or oh, or oh, oh I bumped the microphone once I have to delete <laughs> two hours of stuff it's like right you know there all this stuff doesn't matter in the long run it really just matters right if you if if you just do it and you follow through uh you know there's this example I've been telling like my, my, my wife lately. It's a, uh, this right. guy was on Joe Rogan and he said, this guy asked me for a workout plan and I said, okay, show up to the gym for six minutes every single day. And the guy looked at him and scoffed and said, what am I going to get done in six minutes? And another guy at the table, mm-hmm. I think it, it was, it was, there was a couple of videos of this was like laughing, like, what are you going to get done in six minutes? And the guy was like, it, no, you can actually get a lot done in six minutes because it's a focused six minutes. And over time, you'll see results because the point is not how much work you did in the time frame. The point is that you showed you up,
1: showed up, yeah.
0: you know, because it's the art of not working out. It's not the art of losing weight. It's not the art of training yourself. It's the art of showing up. It's discipline. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. You know, I think some some people, too, get scared of that word. Mm-hmm. They don't like that word discipline. You know, it it's just consistency, man. It's consistency. Well, one
1: thing that you said that helped. uh put shit into perspective for me was, um, you said, you know, like when you're scrolling through TikTok, um, do do all the videos that you see have the, the best quality? And I'm like, no. And you're like, right, like there are videos, shitty videos that someone recorded on their fucking Android phone. They get millions of views. And then the person with the perfect setup also could get millions of views or has less views than the person with the shit setup. It just doesn't matter. What matters is the content itself, but the the setup of, of it, it doesn't matter that it's going to get views. If it's good, it's going to
0: get views regardless on, on what the quality is. And you know that we're, we're from that group that kind of trailed in from uh, the do-it-yourself age, but with like the industry and like investor help in mind of a career. So like now when we got to the do it yourself age, we're like, we used we used to spend hours on audacity and then we would go to like uh, somebody else's software and then you, you upgrade throughout the years. Nowadays, people won't record a track unless they've spent $700 on Ableton and, $300 on headphones and it's like I got to get the best interface I got to get an Apollo I have to get these JBLs I have to get those Yamahas and it's like dude it, it, it's like I won't record a video unless it's a Canon it's like dude it's like no a or Nikon or a DSLR it's like oh no, man it's like uh if the bad stuff is getting traction it's getting it it's worth it to go try it. but we're from that group that uh that approached everything from a perfectionist standpoint right so we're not we won't for some reason just pull a phone out and just make a video right unless we're like okay what shirt am i wearing i gotta say this what's a catchphrase what are my hashtags gonna be you know what right. i mean like and, but it's like these kids these days are just like this is my best rap and it's not <laughs> it's not it's right it's not they're just like going but because right. they're po- posting six or seven times a day a day yep it's currency you yeah. know it's it's like every time you post something you're opening up your door to the flood, you know, and you, it, the more you post it, the more that it happens. And it's just, if you want that type of lifestyle. Right. Like I, you I know, need to got get it. back to the mindset
1: that, I mean, when I, when I was younger, you know, uh, I remember recording using headphones, bro, like plugging the headphones into the microphone jack and then being able to, to speak through the headphones. And we were, we were doing that. Or like, like you said, like using fucking like MixCraft, like a bootlegged version of MixCraft or like the trial version of MixCraft. And, you know, we had at that time, sure, maybe we had like a shitty mic. I don't even remember what the mic was, but we had something pretty crappy. It might have just been a basic condenser mic, but then we, rec- we recorded it still and then we just spent our time trying to learn the software trying to get it sound good to sound good but that was the effort that we put in we didn't rely on the equipment around us to make us sound good
0: no not at all nowadays that's what it mostly is you know um like i i had an interesting story this this guy who came here i felt so bad for him he recorded here heard his voice through my microphone Uh and like cried and like quit Oh, and like damn. stopped doing music in that moment i had to drive him back to tracy damn. and the whole time he's like breaking down the car and the only thing he kept saying was i thought it was gonna sound good if i sang into a good mic damn. and he was like i thought because you had a mac and you had a neumann and you had this it was gonna sound great and then damn. i was like no dude like you still got like you still have to have it damn. you know and he just didn't have it but he was a good looking kid and he he performed live a couple times you know he was a fast talker but that was one of those situations, even with most of the rappers, like even with Mitch, even with like Tino doing certain songs, like myself and my brother, like there has to be those moments where you hear yourself raw and you hear yourself like the worst that you can sound and you're willing to build from there. Some people, when they hear it and they kind of expect all this equipment to compensate for the the lack of control of the talent yet. Mm -hmm. They think that it's just going to make up for it. And it's like, no, man, auto-tune, you kind of got to know what you're doing to even register (laughs) Mm -hmm. auto-tune in a sense, you know. But it's like, yeah, man, I I love those those moments because we were recording anywhere we could, just like you guys were. Right. Because that's what you got to do. It's just doing it. Just doing it, (laughs) yeah. Just getting the damn thing
1: done. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Let's do another... Snippet, my on one of my favorite tracks on the vertical project. Here is "Don't Trip sex
2: with baby don't trip. don't trip cause girl you know what God you go you know why God you go you know why God you trip Tra girl you know why God you go, you know why God you go you know why God you trip I' know that you'll be tripping off these theserupey house Troopy told I think you stupid baby, you should know. You mad because you act unusual Then you get sad when I get mad The cycle keeps on moving, yo So many arguments With rarely any reason I'm being honest I find it hard when expressing feelings We get to arguing You get to leaving And we both know, know It's where this whole thing's
0: leading So the themes that kind of like Don't trip or sitting on We don't have to go into the track I know I kind of feel like We got a really good picture of the album so far But this one More talks about like you know, the, the relationship side of it all. How have you noticed that that side affects you? How have you noticed how much of an effect that side of the relationship side has had on your growth or your journey up into this point? And, and do you feel like, um, do you feel like it's something that other artists should focus on or maybe not focus on? I think, I think being in a relationship makes it hard.
1: Um, Sometimes um, because obviously like every everything takes time right and and the more things that you do Um can take time away from your relationship and relationships need time um, And you need to be able to also nurture your relationship um at the same time as nurturing your your career or your um, Your artistry and so the more things that you have on your plate Um, the more spread thin that you are so i'll say that um Don't trip came from like during that time I was in a relationship um during this this cycle of imbalance right and you know that that was the part of it like I the the girl at the time was like very insecure and I was doing a lot right I was I was going and performing at shows I was I was going um and doing battle rap like I was in the studio doing late night overnight sessions like I was doing a lot and um, she didn't really like that. And, you know, like, if, if you're not with someone that's supportive of your craft um, or understanding of it, it can, it can be hard because it, it creates, you know, you, it can create some guilt inside you because you're, you feel bad for taking time away from the relationship. Um, and, you know, then you'll, you'll start working on music left because you're trying to... Uh, trying to keep a healthy relationship. And so, you know, I, 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 in terms of advice, like the, the, perp, in, the in the perfect situation, right, if, if all of your time is your own, then you can do what you want. But I also think that it's great to have somebody fighting in your corner, right? Like have somebody supportive of you, have somebody that you can turn to and like play your music and and, and then kind of be the first pair of ears on it and and, you know, be your number one support system, like no matter what happens that you know that they're going to share your song or they're going to tell you good job and things like that like it's helpful so i guess relationships inherently are not bad but the type of relationship that you're in i think um just being careful of that
0: yeah also uh some people view those experiences as their uh inspiration for what they write about (laughs) so right yeah that too yeah
1: that too it's interesting also like last point that Two of the songs that you said um, that you liked on the album were Don't Trip and uh, Breakdown. Um, Don't Trip, probably one of the first songs I wrote on the album, right? And from a writing standpoint, I think Don't Trip was finished first. Breakdown, the last song that I wrote for the album. Oh, wow. And and we're talking about like a span of years, right? So from like a growth aspect, Breakdown, uh, Don't Trip to Breakdown kind of demonstrates my growth as an artist during the years of working on the album because one was at the beginning and one was right at the end i was i remember finishing breakdown and being so proud like (laughs) so proud of 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 the song but the verse like especially like um so proud i remember performing it to cameron for the first time and him just being like
0: (laughs) yeah that oh man i don't think we've gotten to that track yet
1: no i don't think so
0: Oh yeah, awesome. Before we uh, head out, let's do a brief snippet of Breakdown.
2: We all put in work, but ever enough skills for a deal. My nigga. Pop a pill for the thrill. plus I like how it feels. My nigga. My nigga. But that shit ain't good for me. I throw up pill 3 for my hood to see. But if we come a long way from the hood, it seems. Right. Maybe not, but in the meantime, I'ma keep my B hand up on the grind With the team I choose to fuck with. Put up your dubs quick, that's who I run with. No fake friends, I ain't feeling these fuck with nah nine, nah, I'm done with the dumb shit. Dumb it down, you're a dumb prick. I'm coming round substance turn it down the nonsense easily Put the weed in me i can breathe easily i just want you to believe in me what well, my team could be hungry but we so
0: these last couple questions i i uh, first of all I want to thank you for coming on it was awesome we're gonna expand more on your story as we go because obviously this is you have you have a really good story but we have yes. a lot to talk about so I'm, I'm glad we got some some groundwork about that my main goal with this too is just to get the creatives on here to be able right. to say all of this in one swoop so they don't have to say it every time you know you got a point that you can kind of point everyone to so hope you enjoyed yeah, it Yeah,
1: definitely it was fun
0: man awesome so these last two questions I-, I like to ask are: um what's the best piece of advice you've ever been get- given that you um, still hold on to
1: two actually what you told me <laughs> just recent recently i think was great um the the (laughs) one that stands out into my mind the most is something that my cousin told me so I got into rap because of my cousin um because he was a rapper two of my cousins were actually but one specifically and he told me um don't let yourself get pigeonholed right like don't don't let yourself get caught into just doing one kind of music one style you know like we're we're um What's the term that I'm looking for? We're multi... Oh, we're multifaceted beings, right? And, you know, allow all of that to present itself when you're working on music. Yeah. Don't just do one thing. And since then, look at all of my songs. I've I've done all kinds of shit from, like, Bay Area-type vibes to the reggae-type stuff to some real, like, boom-bap hip-hop to some more yeah. melodic stuff. Um, Like, I've never... I, I even remember doing, like, a... A fucking like like heavy metal type remix to one of my songs exclusively for a live show. I had like an electric guitarist, a drummer, I was like fucking screaming, <laughs> like you know what I mean, like but the idea is like I'm allowing all of my influences and every essence of how i of who I am as a person to to um show itself in my music based on what my cousin said right if it wasn't for that maybe i would have just stuck to doing grime because i was good at grime and let's just stick there but he told me don't let yourself get pigeonholed and and yeah and i and i haven't
0: yeah that 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 kind of shaped your mindset then right like completely then yeah
1: yeah for sure
0: you uh, also have a podcast that, that you do pretty pretty religiously rusty rupees correct
1: every every week we're recording tomorrow actually every sunday
0: and you want to spell that out so everyone can look that up it's on it's on spotify and uh where else
1: yeah it's any pretty much anywhere that you can find like podcasts or any other audio content but yeah it's r-u-s-t-y um and then rupees r-u-p-e-e-s um and then like on social media uh, you can find us at Rusty Rupees anywhere. It is Rusty Rupees with two Ys on Twitter because Twitter is some hoes. <laughs> um, and that there's a story behind that. I, I I won't get into it now, but just know that Twitter is some hoes. So uh, the Rusty has two Ys in on Twitter, but <laughs> everywhere else, just Rusty Rupees. Yeah,
0: stupid social media. <laughs> and your handle on all social media pro- platforms are, what's the one on your TikTok and your IG? Uh. uh
1: Uh, fly richie f-l-y-r-i-t-c-h-i-e and there is a story behind that name my name is not richie um what's the story behind
0: the fly richie um so
1: i I, i'm gonna say say a very short condensed version of because it's a long story but condensed version of the story i was out in oakland with tino um we were both very drunk um we we were at some festival and then ended up going to like an after party afterwards i ended up being super drunk and tired i sat down on the floor at the back of the room woke up and half the room had cleared out including tino could not find him anywhere um ended up like the the event ended up finishing and I I still couldn't get hold of Tino I, I don't think I even had a phone to be honest I think I had lost my phone in Vegas like a month before um and so I met these people outside and I was just kind of like chopping it up with them and I asked them if they could give me a ride to my hotel <laughs> and they're like sure so I jump in um but they're like oh we need to make a stop off. We end up stopping off at a fucking recording studio called Zoolabs in Oakland, which is like a famous studio in Oakland, come to find out. Um, And we're just like sharing music the whole night, drinking Hennessy and sharing music. I'm sharing music from England. They're showing me different um, eclectic music from out here. And one of the guys who's now a good friend of mine, Guled, shout out Guled. He turns to me. And he's like, you know what, bro? You know who you remind me of? That one British film director. And I'm like, Guy Ritchie. He's like, yeah, Guy Ritchie. You, Guy Ritchie, bro. He said, in fact, no, you fly Ritchie. <laughs> and ever, since, ever since then, he's called me that, and it oh, you know, it's kind of stuck. That's
0: that's you have a lot of those stories with Tino. <laughs> yeah, we have tons. The <laughs> X Fest story where you end up in another studio, right? Like, uh, yeah. don't you? Or like, oh god. No, I
1: think that, that I think this is the another studio i think this that's the
0: same story oh really you know i've heard this story yeah, from tino's a, side too
1: yeah i think because i feel like that's the only time that i remember ending up at a studio unless there was another time that i'm just forgetting about you
0: know what? i love your stories it's it literally it never gets old tino always has a story too I, I, I love that very much.
1: Dude, and, and now he has some pretty crazy stories of his own that don't even include me anymore. Like, <laughs> he has some uh, wild A lot of shit, barefoot bro. walking. Yes, yeah.
0: yes. Tino's feet are, like, destroyed from his stories. <laughs> this man's shoes are, like, hot commodities on oh, the streets. Oh, bro, but... that,
1: that latest walk story is some of the craziest shit I've ever heard, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Yeah, his flip-flop story where he had to go get flip-flops somewhere because oh, like, yep. he was barefoot like uh, Tino. But yeah, so this last question is kind of another reason why I like to do these episodes. If there was a message that you want to give to yourself mm. that you can look back on in the future, kind of like if this is a time capsule of how you feel right now, what is something that you would want to keep coming back to? What's a message you want to send just to yourself?
1: Keep going. Don't worry about what other people think. Um, don't worry about what other people are doing. Do you at the best that you can do for yourself. Don't compare, don't compare yourself to other people. Don't com- measure your success on somebody else's success. Your journey um, is your journey. Um, and yeah, man, just just stay along your path and be kind to yourself.
0: Nice, that's something really good to hold on to yourself. It's interesting seeing these closing remarks from that question, and and I just know it's gonna help people who are also on this journey. I want to thank my guest once again. There were some technical difficulties towards the end, but hey, the show goes on. It was a great interview. So glad that he got a chance to be on the podcast. We're going to end with the last track on his album, Vertigo. His story deserves to be listened to, although he would consider this some older work. It's really, really good work, and I would give it a listen. It's on all streaming platforms everywhere, and you can check that out at your own convenience. If you love this show and you want to support artists and creatives that are on the journey continue to follow this show you can follow me on social media instagram uh, ep the mime you'll be able to find me there as well as snippets and other things and links that can get to the other profiles and apps that we use to get these interviews and shows out there it is going to be my primary form of communication and for the sake of the people that are on these shows i really hope that it's put out in a conveying way that um, allows you the opportunity to offer them some support. So thank you so much for checking out this episode. And uh, thank you once again for those of you who are plugging in. This is going to be a good day. The closing track from Vertigo. It's
2: going to be a good day. Just got
0: paid, got a raise. Think it's going to be a good day. No more rain. Why complain? Think it's going to be a good, good day. Ain't nothing going to bring me down.
2: Because I never felt better than I feel right now. No. And I ain't worried that it could change I think it's going to be a good up change. in a bad mood Only got up cause I had to Even work or I had school Everywhere I look couldn't see nothing but bad news Assume that this was just a life that I was damned to Ran two friends to tell me in the end That life is what you make it And to make it till you win And from then I started looking at shit kinda different At your time and now I'm lifting from the curse that I was given And now feel good, feeling real good I feel real good Got big, got a race Think it's gonna be a good day No more rain, why complain? Think it's gonna be a good, good day Ain't nothing gonna bring me down Cause I never felt better than I feel right now No, and I ain't worried that it could change I think it's gonna be a good day A good day, a good day, a good day I think it's gonna be a good day A good day, a good day, a good day I think it's gonna be a good day A good day, a good day, I think it's gonna be a good day And I ain't worried that it could change, I think it's gonna be a good day
0: P plug me in